You're listening to Clarification on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, everybody. It's Clarification. I'm your host, James Clary. Welcome to another weekend in February in the Ozarks. We have a very, very, very special guest today. I've been looking forward to this since he and I first connected a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's He's calling with a, with a story that everybody needs to hear. His name is Jake Lang, and he was in D.C., on January 6, 2021, he was right in the middle of the fray, and he was uh, arrested by the FBI. I think it was in late January of that same year, but I want to, uh, to let Jake tell the story. Jake, are you there? Can you hear me, brother? Yes, sir. How are we doing, Mr. Clary? Good, man. Please call me James. Jake, let's let's just dive into it. Uh, I, I've read some of your book. You've produced a documentary. We'll, we'll give our listeners all that information so they can buy your book and help your legal defense fund. But what led you to Washington, D.C.? And I, I need to say, I was there in October for the big rally, and I had reservations to go on January 6th. A work thing came up, and I may be, maybe that was God telling me to stay away. But what led you there? You know, I was there because uh, my president called me there. And, you know, as animals go to high ground when uh, the storm's coming, so did all of the patriots who assembled in the Capitol at uh, at Washington, D.C. on January 6th because our country needed us. And a stolen election this time around um, was just not going to stand. We were... uh, you know, facing down the, the grips of communist, communist despot, despotic tyranny. I mean, Joe Biden and his ilk and what he represents and his rhetoric is so dangerous to our country. We had to show up and we had to peacefully protest and uh, revoke our consent to a stolen election. And, uh, you know, as the rest is history. Yeah, and I read in your book that you you literally didn't even vote for Trump. Is that correct? Yeah, um, I'm a libertarian. I vote libertarian party line. Um, And so, you know, but I know that Donald Trump is a constitutionally minded man times a hundred more than what um, Joe Biden is. And, you know, what he represents, I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still aligned with many of his values and what Joe Biden represents is authoritarianism and more Democrat, you know, controlled lockdowns. And we were staring, you know, the, 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 um, the pandemic right down and Joe Biden represents lockdowns and gun grabbing and all of these things that are just against our bill of rights and just utterly desecrate our, our values in this country. So you say you're libertarian. I get the feeling, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the feeling you're a small L libertarian. In other words, when you say libertarian, you're not necessarily espousing the libertarian political party. Is that correct? No, I I mean, not necessarily always. Um, I mean, most of of the libertarians that uh, I align with are, are definitely small L libertarians. I'm you know, uh, somebody who's just a constitutionalist and 
Gotcha. I like to uh, I like to vote along those lines, and I like to hold uh, I like to hold my vote is something that's very important to me, and not just to sell it off out of fear to two ticket, you know, uh, you know, two party lines, Democrat Republican, Democrat Republican. It's something that I think is poisoning our country for a long time, and um, they don't they don't get my vote unearned. Do you even and and I we definitely I promise the audience we're going to get into the specific events of that day. But I, I mean, I think you and I align pretty well politically. I mean, in my mind, there's a uniparty in D.C. that's controlled by big money lobbyists called the deep state, the cabal, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, this this idea that either one of those parties truly represents us to me is is almost comical what do you think a hundred percent i mean we've just seen that with uh you know kevin mccarthy and yeah. his ridiculous comments um and you know just more of the same i mean he represents you know the swamp and dc and there's no change there these uh these bureaucrats are not going to help us out of the jan sixers they're not going to help out the the everyday American. They're there to serve themselves, and uh, you know I, I firmly believe that uh, we are we are in a, a, a time where the Republican Party is mostly just controlled opposition, just yeah. to you know kind of uh, quell the the masses and the the real conservatives and the the. Um, you know, the people that want to see change in this country, they think they're going to see change because there's uh, some kind of uh, a change in, in, in the party that's, uh, you know, it's going from red to blue each year, but, but nothing ever changes. So, you know, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no change. I do want to mention the background noise. Yeah, I and I completely agree with you. The background noise we're hearing is because you're not free, right, Jake? I mean, where are you calling from? I'm calling from federal prison in Brooklyn, New York. I'm uh, being held today is day 752 of my incarceration without a trial. It's unbelievable. We've got a couple minutes left, so let's let's get into it. At the end of the segment, next segment, let's talk about what happened that day. So you went? Did you go to the speech to Trump's speech? Of course, it was yeah. it was historic. It was amazing. Um, that speech he called out all these different. Um, examples of uh, how the election was stolen, um, different ways they pulled, uh, they fleeced us, um, the Democrats did it again, and uh, he, he kind of, you know, one by one dismantled um, the stolen election. Right. He, he, he showed us, plain as day, what was, what was wrong with the election. He told us every single district where the votes were stolen, and, and I was listening, and I was extremely angry right as we all were you know even those of us that weren't there i mean the the yeah the palpable anger in the in the people and you know you still got these pundits out there who claim to be on the right people like megan kelly who say oh you know there's no evidence the election was stolen it's just so ridiculous the vast majority of us know we know we've seen the evidence. It's overwhelming. So we got a minute left, Jake. You get to DC, listen to the speech, and then Trump called on the crowd to to march to the Capitol peacefully, right? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we're in D. The crowd is already pretty furious over, you know, the, the circumstances behind the stolen election. Um, we're there unarmed. You know, this is a crowd of gun owners. This is a crowd that could be armed to the teeth if, if, if they wanted to be. Right. Um, and we're there in the name of God, in the name of truth, in the name of justice, in the name of free and fair elections, in the name of our constitutional rights to have our will be heard. Um, and when we come in, we revoke that will, uh, and we, we stand peacefully uh, to petition our, our government and to grievance our government we expect our voices also to be heard yeah. and to be respected. Absolutely. And they weren't on January 6th, as Let's, we we'll know. Get it, we'll get into the uh, details when we come right back. It's clarification. Ready? Here we go. California to the New York Island From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream Hey, everybody. Clarification, I'm James Clary, continuing to talk to January 6th political prisoner, never thought I'd say that in the United States, Jake Lang, who's being held in the federal prison in New York. And Jake, we were just, at the end of the last section, we were talking about uh, how you had gone, listened to the speech that Trump gave, and then everybody marched to the Capitol. Just walk us through what happened. Yeah, so, I mean, Trump got done talking, like, around 1 p.m. approximately on January 6, 2021. And uh, he told us to peacefully and patriotically uh, head down to the Capitol and then let our voices be heard. And um, uh, we took off. We took off running um, and, and joyful. Um, you look at my documentary on uh, my website, j6truth.org. We just put out a new documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see some images of me uh, that my uh, my team put together, uh, carrying the flag and running down to the Capitol, yelling freedom, and uh, you know, having a good time. There was a lot of joy. There was there was a spirit of um, of you know patriotic unity and love in the air. Right. Um, the it wasn't time, violent. The there, were, there was no violent intent, right? No. Um, I can't say that anybody had violent intent now, whether whether anger, um, whether discontent, and whether uh, other feelings that, that could easily be stirred up and incited, um, for sure. Right. But I don't think anybody went to Washington, D.C. with violence and hatred in their heart that day. Um, this was a very, um, it's like the Woodstock of patriotism, it was a lot, a lot of love and a lot of peace and a lot of pride in our country in the crowd that day. I mean, in, in, in a palpable amount. And so we went down to the Capitol and uh, about 2 p.m. I got down there. Uh, and there were already swarms of people, um, you know, headed up towards, uh, you know, kind of like the edge of the, out, the, the Capitol building. We had no idea there wasn't any posted signs or anything. Some of the barriers that, you know, uh, were taken down by the police or, you know, got through by the protesters had long been taken down. I, I personally didn't see anything. Um, and so I just kept on walking. Right. The smell of uh, pepper spray 
was in the air. Um, there were some tear gas uh, smells too. Just kind of curious, like what's going on up front? And so I worked my way up to the front, and um, you know saw uh, the police in a semicircle line around the lower West Terrace uh, area what's, of the Capitol. Let me interrupt you real and, quick. So was this inside uh, the barricades? Because we all saw on television that there were like, you know, that fencing they put up. Had that? Had people already breached that where you were, or were you at a different section? I mean, there was a large, large outer perimeter that had already been breached at that time. I see. Um, well before that time. Okay. Um, but you know that was a lot of a lot of that outer perimeter that the police moved the bike racks, you know, and yeah. and whatnot. But they had a smaller perimeter that they set up on the lower West Terrace side um, around the face of, of the, uh, of the building there, tiny and a semicircle. And the protesters were up against that and, uh, you know, peacefully protesting and, and letting our voices be heard. And the police um, started what can only be considered as an onslaught, um, firing projectiles into the crowd, You'll see this in my documentary. It's horrific. Yeah, um, and I have seen it. Riling up and stirring up and inciting an already angry crowd, um, throwing flash grenades into the crowd, causing two men to have heart attacks and die, um, hitting the crowd with pepper ball bullets, um, projectiles that are whizzing through the air that are busting people's faces open. One, one of the guys... Um, literally got a pepper ball bullet through the cheek, exploded his face, blood everywhere. Uh. Horrific, horrific scenes. Um, more random munitions and tear gas canisters and all kinds of stuff just shot into a peaceful crowd. Um, and then also the police were reaching over these bike rack barricades and dragging women over. There's this one woman. So at that point, I, I, uh, I was on top of the, uh, scaffolding to get a better view. Mm-hmm. And they dragged this one woman over the barrier, over the, the barricade, and they're Rodney King style beating her like seven, eight officers. Was this and Rose- I'm videotaping. Was this Roseanne what? Boylan? Was it Roseanne? No, no, no. Roseanne, Roseanne Boylan lose her life for over two, two to three hours later. Okay. All right. So go on. So they dragged you watched them drag a woman over the bike racks and just beat on her. Oh yeah, there, she was on the ground and they were wailing on her batons, kicking her, everything. All this is caught on j6truth.org. Um to the audiences listening right. after we're done with this. Yeah, uh, we we will definitely going, get all this in over. the show notes too for sure, Jake. Yeah. We'll uh, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure and so, let everyone know where to go. So yeah, yeah after, keep go on. I'm videotaping. I turn to my guy to the right, and I'm like, they're beating the hell out of that poor kid. And she goes, dude, that's a lady. And I, I remember exactly way he said it and the way it made me feel. It made my blood just run cold. And after that, I realized, all right, this is no uh, peaceful protest any longer. They're, uh, they're declaring war on an unarmed crowd. I mean, uh, police forces beating down and, 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 and looks like trying to kill uh, unarmed protesters at our own capital. Um, and, you know, what are we going to do? Are we 
are we cowards? I'm a young man. Am I a coward? Am I going to run away while there's women being beaten by by uh, stormtroopers and elderly people that, that need my help and the defense? So after that, I kind of got a whole new spirit about me. Um, and I know a lot of other young men did too that are all locked up here with me. Uh, over 950 arrests uh, by the FBI from that day. And so we uh, we got through that barrier. The police just started brutalizing people to the point where they had to start defending themselves. They got through that barrier. I'm still up on top of the scaffolding filming. Um, the police recede to a little tunnel in the West Terrace side where the president um, comes out of for the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And that was the scene of a three-hour-long battle um, for the Capitol to get inside the people's house, which is our eternal right. Um, it's our building, and we're not going to let it fall to a bunch of communists. And on the other side of the building, people have been in the Capitol already. Um, and for some reason, on this side of the building, the the police decide to make it custard's last hand. You know, on the other side of the building, the police let them in, doing fist bumps, high fives, selfies with the protesters. And on my side of the building, for some reason, they were violent and armed to the teeth and loaded for bear and ready to die for, you know, to, to, to prevent us from, from having uh, our voices heard yeah. and from prevent us from peacefully protesting inside the Capitol, which is what everyone else was able to do. On our side of the building, it was like fight, you know, liberty or death. Right. Uh, this and, this brings up a great point, Jake, and I've never really thought about it because we we Americans have all seen the videos of peaceful protests being led in by the Capitol Police and they're clapping them on the back and having con- do you I mean, I want you to finish your story. You're in this three hour pitched battle. Um, but I got to ask, do you know anything about the different were like different orders given to that group of police versus the other? Have you or your attorney found anything out in discovery? Yes, there was. There's a video um, that came out recently. Um, the sergeant at arms, I believe, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, the, the, the head of the Capitol Police, he's like giving everyone a hype speech before um we enter into that tunnel, like, we're going to hold the Capitol, this is where we hold the line, um, you know, basically letting them know, like, wow. <laughs> the Capitol Police officers, for some odd reason, um, that this is the place where they have to die for the defense of our building, our our building that was being, uh, that a, a communist coup d'etat was happening inside, a stolen election that was being handed over to an authoritarian regime um, against the will of the people. For some reason, these redcoats all assembled and decided that this was Custard's last stand for them. Wow. So you had this pitch battle. Now, this the tunnel is where, because Roseanne Boyland is known among our community. Uh, You're making it clear there were a whole lot more victims. She's just one of the ones that very sadly lost her life. Right, but she. This would happen in that tunnel, didn't it? The Roseanne Boylan thing. Yeah, Roseanne Boylan lost her life at four twenty p.m. on January sixth, and she's one of four unarmed American citizens that were brutally murdered at the Capitol by the Capitol Police. This is uh, 
a Boston Massacre level event um, that, you know, signifies what I have described in my new documentary as the first battle of the Second American Revolution. Um, we didn't kill any officers that day. They took four of our, our brothers and sisters' lives. And, you know, in doing that, they have uh, they've really set themselves up and declared war on the American people. This is what we'll do. If you dare to stand up against tyranny, if you dare to stand up against um, a stolen election, if you dare to stand up against the the globalists and the New World Order's plans to come and uh, destroy this country, we will uh, we will murder you and gu- and uh, gun you down like they did Ashley Babbitt. Yep. God rest her soul, American hero. Yes. Um, and we'll do it in cold blood, and, and then we'll award the officers that did it, and we'll have parades for them. And we'll have January 6th Select Committee, um, Kangaroo Court, propaganda-style uh, hearings to totally taint jury pools and destroy any chance of justice that we have. And they will drag our name through the mud for years on all the mainstream media uh, news stations and call us insurrectionists, domestic terrorists, white supremacists, um, anything they can do to... To totally destroy our character and and by the muddy way, the water. By the way, you, you, the you, real reason we were there that day. Right. We got about thirty seconds. By the way, you saved a black man's life that day, right? <laughs> I'm a Jewish man. Uh, right. Saved the life of that saved the life of a black man on the steps of the Capitol from police brutality. You won't hear that story, CNN. That's that's Black Lives Matter right there. That's it's police brutality uh, to minorities. Uh, fight each other. It's insane. Hey, Jake, we got a we got a hard break. Hang tight. It's clarification. We'll be right back. I thank God for my life for the stars and stripes. May uh, freedom the last forever break. fly. I mean, it's comical, but it's also tragic. Jake, a Jewish man, saved a black man's life from police brutality on January sixth. And you're right, Jake. You'll never hear that in the news, brother. Tell us about that. Was his name Philip, right? Yeah, Philip Anderson, um, by the grace of God, the Most High God. Um, I'm not an American hero. I'm just another patriot. I'm just doing my duty to serve the country, to defend it from any enemy, foreign or domestic. Um, in this case, uh, a pervasive and insidious domestic threat that has usurped power in this country, that has infiltrated and tried to destroy us from within. And I was just there to defend my country. Um, using my voice and prayer, uh, primarily, um, that was my that was my go-to plan. But um, when they started killing people, like they killed Roseanne Boyle, and like they tried to murder Philip Anderson, um, they, they murdered uh, uh, Roseanne Boyle in my arms. Yeah. And they almost got Philip Anderson, if it wasn't for the grace of God that allowed me to pull him out of that, um, that human dog pile that the Capitol Police created. So, you know, I'm inside this tunnel. I'm fi- I'm videotaping um, as a journalist, uh, as a influencer. I have mm-hmm. a large social media presence at the time before the feds took all my uh, social media accounts when they arrested me ten days later, on uh, January 16th. But I was there documenting and 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 protesting and and just being a part of history. Um, and so. We're inside that tunnel, and things get pretty hairy. Uh, 
the Capitol Police turned their weapons on unarmed people in, a, in an enclosed area, chemical weapons, uh, steel batons, uh, riot shields, um, anything they can do to, to brutalize us in there. And, and, you know, the crowd is packed in so heavily into that tunnel that the people who are in the very front really can't leave the tunnel if they want to. And so it creates like a fight or flight pretty pretty pinched up, um, uh, squished scenario. Very claustrophobic. Yeah. Oh, worse than that. I mean, people were were um, at risk of losing their life because of how come the Capitol Police were holding their line with their riot shields. Right. And thousands of protesters tried to pour in from the other side. Um, and so we were losing our air um, and we were being beaten in the very front. Um, and it was a deadly scenario. So I had to put my phone away and eventually start defending the, the women and elderly people that were um, inside that, that tunnel with me. Mm. Um you know, they, they, some of these people had their backs turned to the police trying to leave the tunnel, and they were just getting smushed up against the police, and they were getting beat, Beaten. you know, double, two hands on a baton, <clears throat> chopping it down on, on people's heads like they're cutting firewood. I mean, these are steel batons. That is a deadly blow that, that can kill somebody easily. They're not allowed to use that baton on people's heads. Um, it's it's a thick steel baton. Of course they so did. I put my phone down and start defending people. Eventually, this is where I racked up allegations of assault on police officers. I have multiple allegations of assault on police officers from this scenario where I had to put my phone down and start defending people. Right. Um, well, let's jump. I want to so, jump ahead just because we've got so much to talk about. So little time. So the the thing ends. You go home eventually. Talk to me about your arrest. Well, yeah. No, I, I, I'll quick. I'll cover Philip Anderson. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Sorry. Point. So. Um, Basically, the, the the tunnel just transpires into medieval warfare for two, three hours, yeah. and I'm in the middle of it the entire time. And at 4:20, the same scenario happens where there's you know thousands of protesters pushing, and the police then start a maneuver um, to trump to, to to do like a baton death march forward and just start beating people and using tons of chemical uh, weapons, OC um, canister sprays, which are very toxic and highly powerful form of pepper spray and tear gas and philip anderson and roseanne boylan collapsed inside the tunnel mm. um from 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 all of the pressure from the police pushing forward and the police create a scenario where they're humans tram- trampling each other and swimming through each other two three four five bodies deep and it's just a sea of legs if you look at the the body camera yeah and Philip Anderson and Rosanna are at the bottom of that. And all this is on j6truth.org, um, the videos, which are horrific to watch. And the police are so derelict in their duty to protect human lives in this scenario. It only it, it constitutes criminal misconduct on their part um, and murder. And at the end of it, Rosanna's at the bottom of this dog pile, and, and I'm there outside the tunnel pulling people off of her, viciously trying to get to her frantically um and you'll see me waving my arms at the police asking them to stop pushing people over on top of her there's people dying at the bottom of the pile she ends up losing her life i cannot save her but philip anderson is in a in a better position for me to like get up underneath him and bear hug him and so i bear hug philip and dragged him out um and the volunteer patriot medics resuscitated him and saved his life and uh two people have come forward him and tommy tatum with court sworn affidavits claiming that I saved their life that day at the Capitol and I'm being held um, 
for, you know, literally years without bond. Um, it's and it's it just makes my blood with a hundred and eight month hundred eight month plea deal looming over my head. Um, if I want <laughs> and nine years in prison for saving two people's lives that day and defending my country, um, and I will never take a plea deal to tyranny. So you were arrested. How did that, was it, who arrested you? Was it uh, federal agents? 20 armed to the teeth, the FBI agents. I had a broken foot. They shot me at the Capitol with a rubber bullet at the very end, <sighs> like a, a lethal round um, to, to put me down. Um, and I was laid up at home uh, with a broken foot, and uh, they arrested me, the FBI, like 20 of them multiple SUVs, like four or five SUVs. Um, it's like a scene from a, they were like militarized police just coming in and kidnapping me from my home. Federal police. But, you know, it was, it was disgusting. These people are such them. cowards, man. They are such cowards. It just, yep. make, it makes my, and they know, and they know, and you see like FBI agents like Steve Freen, um, coming yeah. forward and other ones realizing that what they're doing is um, terrorizing American citizens on our own soil and uh, you know they're feeling ashamed for it but you know these, these rank and file FBI officers are just listening to um, directions to politically use uh, weaponize our own federal agencies IRS, FBI all these agencies to come after everyday Americans and terrorize us. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened through January 6th. They've arrested 950. They have their sights on 2,000 more that they're going to rip out of their homes, out of their workplaces, um, throw into gulags, deny them due process, deny them equal protection under the law, um, do prosecu- prosecutorial misconduct on them, um, and hold them with threats of 20 years in prison. Uh, indefinitely without a trial. My trial will, it will be in June. That'll be 30 months of political prisoner without a trial in this country. What happened to habeas corpus? I mean, aren't you, uh, don't you have the right to a speedy trial? I mean, I'm sure you've pushed for that, or have you? Maybe you needed the time. I don't know. Um, you know, the federal judges are Corrupt. They're not on our side. They're, they're, they're also part of the swamp. Right. Um, they don't care about these things. They are weaponized also. Um, the prosecutors, the judges, and the juries are all tainted, and they're not unbiased. They are completely out to see Trump supporters and conservatives um, be set an example of uh, in, through January 6th, and they are giving highly political statements from the bench when they're sentencing people um, and it's it's all a facade. We got about thirty seconds. It's, I mean, Jake. In my opinion, it's a facade. And the last leg of the three branches of government to go uh, is the judiciary. I used to have some hope that you know, hey, you could get a fair trial. I have no doubt that. Let me ask you real quick. You got fifteen seconds. Where is your trial scheduled? Is it in D.C. <laughs> in the belly of the beast, the swamp itself, with all of its. All of its mosquitoes and in, all of its uh, in D.C. Bias. In D.C. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. All right. It's clarification. We'll be back in just a second.
This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. Hey everybody. Clarification. Perfect opening for this uh, last segment talking to political prisoner J6 or Jake Lang who has a documentary and a book. And let's talk about that, Jake. Uh, I mean, obviously it's somewhat obvious to me what did you did you have writing skills before what what possessed you to write a book about your experience well you've had the time that's for sure right <laughs> time is uh is a large factor um the grace of god uh to continue strong in my convictions mm-hmm. and to be a voice for the voiceless um the political prisoners who have been real life unpersoned like George Orwell's book, 1984, we have been unpersoned in real life. We have been canceled in real life. We have been silenced and thrown into inhumane, horrendous conditions for years on end, solitary confinement. I've done 19 months of solitary confinement in my 25 months of incarceration, illegally detained as a prisoner of war to the Biden regime. And I've decided instead of crumbling, to lean into my faith in God, to have the living Son of God, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, live inside my heart and, and push me forward through every single trial, through every single lonely night, through every single battle of the mind, the battle of the spirit, because we are in a spiritual war here in America. Absolutely. It's no longer left versus right, Democrat versus Republican. It is good versus evil and the light versus the darkness. And I've decided to let the light shine in my heart um, and give me the power and the strength and let God carry me through this and have him motivate me um, to write, to do interviews, to do documentaries, to do my podcast. Um, I host a podcast from prison called the Political Prisoner Podcast. Where can people um, find that? Oh, that's on Apple and Spotify. Political Prisoner Podcast. All right, we'll get that. Yeah, you just type in Jake Lang on Spotify or Apple search and, and it'll pop up. Um my last episode was with Christina Bob, the, the Trump attorney. Yeah. Um, I've had Dinesh D'Souza on. I've had on some, some awesome guests. Um, and I'm really blessed by the Lord. And I'm blessed by the Lord's people as well, too. James, I would have to say that I wouldn't be able to do anything I do without family members like my family member right now who's connecting our calls, um, without the, the body of Christ, the, the beautiful Christian brothers and sisters, and the amazing patriots that have amassed around us. Um, and help me do everything from inside, build websites, do social media posts. I mean, everything I do is through a third party, through somebody else helping me out. And this, these are volunteers. These are amazing people. And, you know, they've helped me with the documentaries and with everything. So I just have to give a big shout out to the Lord's people, the Christian brothers and sisters um, from the prisoner's record which is a Telegram group chat that has 15,000 people in it who are all our supporters and our volunteers and prayer group warriors for us. Um, and they have helped me do everything. And so is uh, Jim Hoff at the Gateway Pundit. Yeah. He's put out my documentaries and he hosts my podcast. Um, we have some amazing supporters, uh, patriots and brothers and sisters in Christ that are truly walking through the fire with us here and keeping us, um, you know, lifted up in prayer, keeping us, um, hopeful writing us i've never received five thousand letters since i've been locked up to the patriot mail project we have millions of people who support us we are um a new class of uh 
you know, of Americans that the, the other Americans can trust. We are, you know, we've earned our, we've put our stripes on. We've earned the fidelity of the American people. Yep. There was no politicians on the other side of the fence, on our side of the fence on January 6th. People can trust the Jan Sixers. Um, and they show their love and support of us and they donate to our legal funds. And, you know, I want to talk about that too. So all these documentaries that we do, all the, 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 um, interviews I do are they're, they're, they're purpose driven and the purpose is to help spread awareness of the political two-tier justice system in America the, the political prisoners and what we're going through but also we need to activate the audience and so I started the January 6th legal fund and all that information is on j6truth.org um, to help raise funds for the lawyers of all these different Jan Sixers and we've done phenomenal so far but we're still a long way off from our goal um, anybody that's listening, if God puts it on your heart to help us out, we need lawyers. There's still 35 people in my pipeline that need attorneys that are battling the full weight of the U.S. Uh, attorney's office and corrupt FBI and uh, and these horrible situations. And so we need really strong fighting attorneys. And I put it together a legal fund for that. Um, so when you watch my documentaries and when you check out my book and everything, all those funds are going directly uh to help to out help the Jan Sixers in our legal battle. And that's, that's awesome. very important right now. I really um, admonish and, and implore um, the audience to go to j6truth.org and please make a donation if you're possible, if it's a possibility. Absolutely. And buy Jake's book, Patriot Prisoner. Watch, buy the documentary. Uh, I think it's actually out there for free, but man, give, oh, yeah, you know, it's everybody, for free, but... yeah, you've got a couple bucks. Everybody's got a couple bucks and more than anything, pray for this guy and these people. Amen. You know, I mean, Amen. you need our prayers. prayers. I mean, James. My, yeah, my partner and I have been praying for you and all of the prisoners since this first happened. It's just, I mean, I can't imagine what you've gone through, bro. It's it's hard well, to imagine. You know, in in God's kingdom, to suffer for righteousness' sake is a great grace that He honors very few with. Um, the long suffering that me and my family and the families of the Jan Sixers are all um, going through together is because God trusts us and He's anointed us um, with His Spirit and said, you know, if you make it through this, um, I have many crowns for you in my kingdom. And uh, you know, just bear down. Put your faith and your hope and your trust in me, not in any any man, any politician, yeah. um, any movement. You know, I want you to, to, to put my son inside your heart and let him live in you and let where you're weak, let him be strong. And I've, I've given my life over to Jesus. So you um, converted. You're a former Jew. I'm a Messianic. I'm a Messianic Jew. My dad's okay. Christian. My mom's Jewish. I've I got raised, you. I've been raised uh, in the church as well. I got you. Um, well, I, I, you know. Definitely have converted. I, I, I was following Judaism for, for a while, um, and I've been saved by grace. Um, I know who my Messiah is, and I love him, and he's, he's saved my life, and he's given me the, the, the strength to get through these, these days. And without him, I'd be utterly downtrodden, um, defeated, and I probably would have been broken by now, but it's by his grace alone is sufficient for me. I have tears in my eyes right now because I love my Lord and Savior so much. And what he's done for me is uh, what he'll do for anybody. He can make even the darkest dungeon um, a place of light and joy and peace and sustain you through anything. 
And if you don't know Jesus, I want you to reach out right now and to and to grab on to the Son of the Living God and and take hold of Him because He will save you and He will save you from all the pain of this world. And He will make you strong where you're weak, and He will give you light in the dark places. Well, this is there's no question, Jake, that. We're at a turning point, not just in the United States, but in the world. And it is no doubt it is good versus evil, God versus Satan, however you want to couch it. I mean, I don't know if you caught that, that uh, the Grammy Award performance, you know, celebrating Satan. I saw some images on the TV. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Satanism. Yeah. In your face. And, you know, the, with the I saw a video this morning. It, it At the end of that performance, you know how they cut away at the Grammys, they cut away to a commercial. The very last thing, it's showing these images of flames, and it says, the 19 Grammys brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up, bro. <laughs> you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. Oh. These, are, these are the forces at work that are trying to destroy America. These are the oligarchs central bankers. Jake, let me ask you, because we got just a couple minutes left. Um, I know you have hope, and I do too. I, I, There's something inside me that feels like these guys have overplayed their hands. Uh, I don't know if you follow Michael Malice, but he just wrote a book called The White Pill, and he, he talks about the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was the most powerful force on earth next to the United States, and it completely collapsed. There is hope, don't you think, on the other side, Jake? Even with you, if you lose your trial in D.C., there's hope that you can appeal and maybe take it to the highest court. You have to have some hope, right? There's always hope. There's hope um, that God will, will perform a miracle and redeem and vindicate his uh, His people, um, not just the Jan Fixers, but this whole entire land. I put my hope in Jesus, not in the, politi- the political structure in America. Right. We have hope that, God willing, President Trump will return to office and pardon us. We have hope that uh, the truth of January 6th will come out in the courtroom in, one, in at least one of our legal battles, and I'm you know, one of the few Gen Sixers are going the full measure and going all the way to trial. Um, Most have plead, plead out, right? Congruence. Yeah. What's that? Most have, have taken a plea deal because they just couldn't. Yeah, most have yeah. taken a plea deal because there's just so much pressure from the, the DOJ. Right. Um, they're so corrupt. They, they know, you know, they're not willing to make the, the sacrifice. Um, it's an open, not, known sacrifice that, you know, there's 99.9% chance you're going to that court. Well, we know the jury pools have, uh, I mean, I, I just read something a couple of years ago about how they, they, they get the, they know exactly what political leanings the jury pools have. So it's the whole pool. You can't get a fair juror in DC. It's impossible. Jake, we got 15 seconds left. Run past the, where people need to go to follow you. Yeah, just go to j6truth.org and you're going to find everything related to me, okay. my cause, my um, my legal funds and my documentaries and my book, j6truth.org. Thank you so much again for having me on. God bless you so much, James. Oh, bless I, I you. really appreciate it. You're in our prayers, bro. Take care. Bye.